0: IWC auction off the watches that they sent to space. Is Breitling the best value pre-owned brand? The Tudor Marine National, what we know so far. Christopher Ward go all out with a concept watch. And a record-breaking Omega sells at auction. Welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam and Chris. Chris, I'd love to know how you are this week.
1: I'm good. I'm very good. It's uh, had, a, had a very fun, busy weekend doing a bunch of stuff. Kind of getting into... Getting into the cooler weather, which is really nice out here.
0: Yeah, we had a decent weekend as well. We kind of took it a bit easy. We're moving into our new house, hopefully, in January. So we went mm-hmm. and looked at it. It's not got its drywall up, so we did the pre-drywall inspection. But um, we went and got a few house bits nice. from there. That's exciting. So, yeah, That's really yeah. exciting.
1: Yeah, new house is exciting, for sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've actually been putting a few of the old watches on eBay just to make sure I've got the uh, the deposit saved up. But I, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I'm uh, curious. We talked about uh, doing a sort of end of year watch collection review. And I'm very curious about the empty cobwebs <laughs> that exist in your <laughs> the ghost of a watch collection over in over. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, it, it, yeah, joking aside, it's definitely pared down because I haven't been doing so many of the actual watch reviews. We've been focusing on the store on the show. So mm-hmm. I haven't been you know not that that intake of watches hasn't been coming in um a lot of them i gave away actually to a couple of friends who uh, there's a couple of people i want to invite on the show uh friends that i've either given watches to or friends that are thinking about getting into watches but so i'm gonna get a few people on we're gonna do a lot more interviews and stuff in the new year we're at the 90th episode now can you believe that 10 more and we're at 100
1: settling in settling in for the 100th that's good
0: that's good absolutely well Shall we uh, do a 90th uh, wristwatch check? Do you want to do it? All right.
1: It or... or, yeah, maybe maybe we haven't done... Well, we like to change it up, which is good. I think there's some, you know... I think the wristwatch check every time. But I'm going to do a wristwatch check. I've got on my of 104 white dial. Oh, nice. Yeah, old favorites. Uh, yeah. And it's on, a, uh, it's on the black FKM rubber strap. I actually put... I actually had the uh, 10th anniversary on uh, the rubber strap for a little bit cuz the uh the buckle was kind of digging in so switched it over to something a little more comfortable but I don't think uh, I don't think that suits that watch this one definitely though
0: Yeah I've got one of those FKM straps I always think it's funny cuz FKM sounds like Some tech speak of something rude, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, we we were talking about them, and I couldn't remember the acronym. I don't even know what the acronym stands for. So you're just down in the comments. You guys can make up the technical technical acronym. Yeah, the technical acronym for it. So we sound we sound like we know what we're doing, but.
0: don't and we've got i've got an fkm strap currently on my christopher ward and then nice my not a wristwatch check yet hopefully i'm getting it tomorrow but the new seiko speed timer that i ordered the quartz one there's been mm. loads i've been seething with jealousy people have been i know pictures on the facebook somebody
1: group. yeah somebody in our facebook group got like down to try on all four which had had some had some cool pictures up so yeah i'd be super super jealous to see that
0: yeah in uh, in preparation though i know i'm gonna like the bracelet that comes on it but i couldn't mm-hmm. help myself in preparation big shout out to i had to get another uh oh the it's ready razor to go. wire strap it's
1: ready to go oh nice. so
0: they, this is the 20 mil i've I've had i've got one okay. of my, my turtle here and then I've got the twenty-two millimeter, but I had to get it. This is an Uncle Seiko razor wire strap, my favorite all-time bracelet. Compl- totally flexible. Mm, yeah. Looks looks weird, but it's just so comfortable, and I just I just had to yeah cool. to a uh, that's cool to a new Uncle Seiko strap. I
1: got um I picked up some um I actually picked up another FKM. I picked up a a heavier duty. So I had a silicone, like an orange silicone, for my Christopher Ward, which uh, for the cool orange hand you know the the blue dial with the orange hand and um, I grabbed a couple from uh, Clockwork Synergy is a strap store that I have gone to and had pretty good luck with right, so right. yeah it's so just right. kind of a but shout out it. to those guys so Clockwork Synergy yeah they had the uh, they had the FKM they had like a whole bunch of different colors and sizes super reasonably priced and um, I I will admit that probably like 20% of my purchases because they come, come in these like perfect little boxes that hold like 20 straps. And, you know, as as we often talk about, I don't, you know, it's a it's a wash whether we're watch collectors or strap collectors. So yeah,
0: 100%, <laughs> I, I, I gave away some straps. I, I like obviously Larry at Uncle Seiko with his rubber mm-hmm. straps, and his metal straps, but I really like, I used to love watch Gecko and I still think they're great, but mm-hmm. they did this thing where it was fifty dollars shipping. If mm. you ordered a strap, it was fifty dollars shipping, unless mm-hmm. you ordered over a hundred. But then yeah. I found out, and I don't know if this is a little like life hack, but um, they their brand Zulu Diver has its own store, and they sell oh. a lot of the same straps, and it's only ten dollars shipping. Hmm. So I don't know what they're playing at really. It's pretty yeah. pretty sneaky, actually. Yeah, it, I mean.
1: Maybe maybe if they just have stock of a certain item in in the U.S. Maybe who knows. It, that, that could yeah. possibly be it. but because, no, it, but it mm. comes
0: in the Royal Mail.
1: Oh okay, hmm. interesting. I had uh, we j- I just had one where um, still I you can't ship to Australia like U.S. Mail U.S. Postal Service regular regular mail. They're like nope. And so, just because uh, of you know, because of the pandemic and everything, and so I've got uh, you know I've got folks there that want want to get stuff, and there's kind of no way to ship it to them. And then you flop flip over to they're like, oh, you have to use a different service, like you know FedEx, DHL, U- UPS, but you just press that button, and like like you said, you're you're into fifty dollars shipping. <laughs> it's, it's crazy.
0: You've got a little uh, little channel announcement or something else we're trying out that uh, listeners and viewers can
1: join yeah. us on. Yeah, we were having a discussion about uh, the, the closed walled garden of Facebook the other day. And we know that a lot of our listeners, uh, I'm sure a, a percentage of our listeners are not on Facebook. And so we would like to try something a little bit different. And so we spun up our Discord. So a Discord channel, and for those of you just not familiar, uh, disc, you know, if you're not, if you're not a gamer, uh, or you're not on your Twitch streaming, uh, Discord is uh, effectively like uh, just, a, just a group chat. Um, it allows you to do video and audio as well, but that's, that's not necessarily the main focus of ours. We'll just, you know, ours will be just completely littered with cool watch pictures and, and chat and uh right now uh what we'll do I've got a link for it up in our Facebook group so we're going to you know we'll authorize if you join the Facebook group now then we'll we'll accept you we'll see if you're good enough to do that and then we'll you know it's going to you know speaking of gatekeepers this face <laughs> basically what we're doing
0: or or, or email us in right as well. right
1: but uh but the idea guys is we're gonna we're gonna open it up to everybody soon so we just we just you know trying a little experiment here and see if uh see if so if you're in and you haven't if you haven't stopped by the facebook you know for reasons of uh that you didn't you didn't want to be on Facebook then maybe take a take a minute grab the link to discord and then pop on over to our uh discord server
0: yeah and the good thing with discord is it's not a website it's not like reddit it's a a chat room but mm-hmm. more like a private chat room there's an mm-hmm. app that you can download on your phone or you can download it on your pc or your mac there is a web interface as well but it's not you you couldn't search for us through the web browser so you can share your watch pictures and and stuff like that and they're not going to be blasted all over right facebook or or anything like that so it's pr- yeah. pretty cool there's been some already some really interesting chat on there and we can also jump on and do video calls with you guys, um, or we can do a bit of a behind the scenes, we're even thinking of. So, yeah, yeah. Be quite exciting.
1: Fun tech. Cool.
0: Let's dive into another exciting episode of Hit or Miss. And, Chris, I present to you the Christopher Ward C63 Colchester. This is a, the new it's not a new Christopher Ward. They've, they've done this design before. This is the one that's got the recessed crown that you press in. But the unique thing with this is it's got a forged carbon case. So these little um holes that you see here, that's completely transparent. So you can see from the front of the back to the watch through these holes. So if you shined a torch, it would shine through those holes. So oh. this is going to be Incredibly light. It's injected carbon. They're calling it, which I call it forged carbon. I don't know if it's the same thing. I'm sure somebody's going to correct me. Mm. One thousand one hundred thirty. Although if you're on the Christopher Ward mailing list, you always get one hundred twenty-five dollars off. So about a thousand dollars plus the tax. I'm going to go here. It, they've linked it with the parachute regiment to so the British RAF parachute regiment, the Paras. It's using a COSC-certified SW200. It's a decent size as well. It's coming in at, let's just do the tech specs here, 41mm case, 22mm lug width, only 12 millimeters thick, a 47, 38-hour yeah. power reserve. I, I know we normally reserve judgment till the end. I think this is a big Hit for me but what do yeah. you think chris i mean
1: i i'm actually surprised that you you threw the christopher ward up here i feel like you're like ready to sandbag <laughs> like uh, i um yeah i wasn't uh i wasn't ready for this one it's uh i will say when it when they say injected carbon i think that's code for uh like plastic injection so it's the same so it's cool Some... it's a cool way to say it but i mean i'm sure it has carbon in it but It's funny you
0: should say this because somebody on our YouTube channel left a comment on our last video. Mm -hmm. So a big thank you to that. I'm just going to, let me just revert back to me so you can see my face and I'll read out what the comment was. I don't know if, I I didn't ask him whether I could blast his name. His name's Thomas. And he said, he said he wants to know how the carbon fiber process works. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, do you mind expanding on what you mean by that? Mm. Because he said I want to inquire whether the filler used in the watch case, it could be either poly epoxy mixed Mm -hmm. with carbon fibers or Mm -hmm. just ABS plastic Mm. with carbon fibers. And I said, I don't, can you just expand? I don't know what that means. He says that he works with carbon fiber in car parts and they use UV weather resistant epoxies to prevent corrosion and discoloration. Mm -hmm. Some people use ABS plastic as a filler, but those parts are normally only used on the interior because ABS plastic doesn't stand up great against corrosion, Weather the UV will also cause it. So he's actually very interested in the process that Christopher Ward's using as you are. And I told him that I'm sure they've done it. Yeah. Usually the best possible way they can do it. But
1: Maybe, maybe, I mean, uh, it is telling that they use the word injected there so these carbon fiber parts so so typically your like forged carbon that that kind of that kind of concept is a solid block that you put a bunch of carbon fiber layers and epoxy and then you pressure squeezes the crap out of it and then it cures that's that is you know the kind of kind of concept there with with forged carbon, and you'll see with the forged carbon you can actually get the the weave in the in in the you know in how it looks sometimes, um. So. so, it, so how the dial looks. Right. Yeah. How the dial looks, or how how the case, how the you know, like if there's actually like a carbon fiber uh, weave on the on the case. In this case, it's not. You can kind of see, like. The thin strands, if you will, that's kind of the best way I can describe it. The thin strands of carbon as they're kind of swirled around. Now, um, I I think I think our commenter is is correct. I think it's it's using a sort of the same same method for plastic injection molding, where you have um, you know a a a big heated up metal mold that you are then heating up a plastic and then pumping it in there now i know they have carbon plastics that are that can be uv resistant so maybe it's maybe it's a better plastic than abs but uh it it does it does kind of beg the question i i would think based on the next thing that we're going to talk about as far as christopher ward's uh technical ability i would think that they would pick the best process or, you know, the best process for plastic uh, carbon injection, if you will, and like the best plastic, something like that. So interesting. We'll be on the we'll have to be on the hunt for uh, if uh, if we can get a uh, Christopher Ward behind the scenes of how that's how that's actually made.
0: Yeah, I'll reach out to them, actually, see if I can get a copy of this. So, Chris, what do you think? Hit or Yeah, miss
1: or... I I think I think I think it's cool. I'll give him a hit. It's um, it's not something for me. It's kind of too sporty of a field watch, but I love the idea that it's like a modern field watch, and I love that they've already handed it out to people jumping out of helicopters and airplanes. That's great.
0: Well, let's dive into our next story, and this one is Hodinki asks the question: Is Breitling the best value in pre-owned watches? And this is a story that caught my eye, and the answer is yes. So, you don't need to read the to <laughs> the article. I almost,
1: I, by the way, I almost spit out, I almost did a spit take on that. Are they, they're serious? They're asking if it's the best in yes. pre-owned watches? Like, they, they wait, wait. What does the question exactly say again? Go scroll back it up. It
0: says, Breitling is the best value in
1: pre-owned for, yeah. for people buying them? Yes. Okay, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. I, I could see that. I'm, I'm there.
0: And and I'm being flippant here, but I think that if you... And I'm not... These prices that they've got here, but you can find, especially the old quartz ones and Breitling, mm-hmm. those super quartz ones were fat, fantastic. But even these, the old mechanical ones, I mean, it, it means that the flip side of that is that, yeah, Breitling depreciates quite a bit. Right. But you can really get some of the ones from the 90s, which still look cool. They've got a couple of really cool models on here. And the other thing with Breitling is, we're not talking Navitimer here. Sorry, I, I should have mm-hmm. prefaced that because, mm-hmm. preface that because Navitimers tend to actually go up in value, some of the very rare ones. But the general, the Chronomat here, right. some of the quartz right. ones, that, that B1, it's... Uh, the Avenger and stuff, you can pick up some absolute bargains on this. And because they're built like a tank, some of these... Mm-hmm. They're very, v- usually in very good condition, even when they're heavily scratched at Brightling, and mm-hmm. they still look awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was thinking also of the, you know, five year ago Brightling, where you could go and grab a used, uh what was it, the Super Ocean Heritage, which they like flooded the gray market with Super Ocean Heritage. Like they were over on Joma Shop for, uh, I think I remember, like $3,000. Something like that, which is crazy um so yeah this is this is also sort of like a good with the bad uh, so i i'd say and i and I noticed uh, someone just i think uh uh teddy was uh was just was just pushing the uh super ocean heritage on a site, and that's a watch from you know four or five years ago, so uh I would say, get well the getting's good here because as we've discussed brightling is is really changed they're not they're not doing the dump to gray market they're they're limiting their stuff they've changed their designs I think they're they're going in a much different direction but Sam as you said on the stuff that's older um you know I think uh yeah I think I think they have something there
0: yeah I really like their older quartz ones now that there is a flip side to that as well is that Especially on the B1, some of the Annie Digis, if there is a fault with the Annie Digi thing, it's very expensive to replace it. But Mm -hmm. you can pick them up quite cheap. So, yeah, just a a cool little article. I'm a fan of the pre-owned Brightlings, the older Brightlings. So for our next story is a follow-up to one that we've discussed a few times on the channel, but it's got a a happy ending to it. Mm -hmm. And this is the IWC watches that went to space. So if anyone's not familiar, in fact, Chris, you, do you want to introduce this one? Because you've yeah. you been following this. Yeah,
1: this is the, this is the um, IWC did a special edition for the Inspiration4 mission that SpaceX had. Um, and for, for, you know, everyday folks, not, necessarily, you know, not, not trained astronauts. They certainly did get some training, but, uh, they went up in a, uh, dragon capsule. And at the time, uh, IWC announced this amazing looking white, uh, with blue dial watch that they did as a special edition. And, uh, we definitely were questioning whether these had gone to space and uh, they had, there's the picture. So no doubt, uh, this is the picture we were all waiting for. These have been floating in space. So that for me, as you know, this, this uh, watch, space watch, space nerd kind of guy, uh, this this gives it some credit. So it's it's actually been to space. It's a functioning tool. It does very much seem like it was just a photo op and then they put it back in the box. But you know what, I'll give it to him. You know, it went to space, which is great.
0: Well, yeah. And we did poke fun at the time because that picture that shows them wearing the watch is cool, but there was a lot of other photos of them where I think some of them were wearing Apple watches and things like that. But the reason that we mention it today is because IWC, and there's only a limited amount of time left on this auction, but IWC are auctioning three of the models off i presume they're keeping one which you can't blame them really Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. three of these models are going to be auctioned off for saint jude's Mm -hmm. and the starting bid on each of them is six thousand it's what do you think they're going to go for Chris? I mean at oh, 30,000 a piece. Oh,
1: uh, I would hope. Yeah, I would hope up and I would hope even higher than that. I mean for this for the charity and for, you know, what it represents, I'd like you know I'd love to see them go for even higher than that.
0: So a really good thing. I mean we we poked fun at the time at them, but it has gone to a it's gone to a great great charity and wow, what a what a chance to own a space watch and an IWC as well which is just going to be Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, I think quality. it's great. Last week, Chris, if you remember we did we looked at some brands that had the joke was that they'd come back from come back from the dead for Halloween, so right. we talked about Sherpa watches, which was basically taking a vintage it was basically taking an old vintage dive watch and they were recreating it. Mm-hmm. They were recreating a compressor watch. I'll just show you a picture of it here and at the time we speculated how much this watch might be going for because it didn't actually, it didn't actually have a price. It's a recreation mm. of a vintage uh watch, which mm-hmm. they say is one of the true compressor watches. Now we've heard true compressor before on the channel, Christopher Ward have their super compressor, but this this watch has a special compressor crown system, which apparently vintage compressor watches of this style had. So Mm. I think this is kind of one of those things in watchmaking where one person invented a compressor and then somebody else invented Mm. a compressor and then, Mm. you know, you've got all these other ones which the the cases do compress. But anyway, so I reached out, I filled out the online thing to find out the pre-order. It's a Solita-powered watch. Now, I speculated at the time that this watch was going to be about $1,500. Yeah. But I was quite surprised to find out that this watch is actually going to be closer to seven thousand u s dollars you can't actually get them in the u s at the moment they're only available okay. in europe although they did they, they, they did go to the London watch show so I got into quite an interesting email conversation with the owner of the brand so it's sort of a one-man band a a Mm -hmm. labor of love Mm -hmm. and so martin is called i have invited him on the show but we went back and forth quite a bit about the price now far be it from me to tell a watchmaker or a micro brand what they should be charging for a watch Mm -hmm. but from my perspective it was quite an eye-opener because i said to him Well, Christopher Ward make a super compressor watch Mm -hmm. with a non-cost regulated movement like the one that's in here. This isn't a cost Mm -hmm. regulated movement. And they charge close to $1,000. So he mentioned to me that they're going to be making $150 all mm-hmm. of the components are made in Switzerland and Germany. Mm. He had this crown specially made. I mean it does look the business but my uh, he, they disassemble the the Salita movement. They add I think perlage to the movement. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it suddenly made me think are people going to care? Like right. Do, yeah. you, do I care about I mean it's a good looking watch but do i would I care that much about this watch that is to, is a is an unknown brand yeah, it's a small production model yeah. but it's more expensive than an a rolex o p right um yeah, and, w- and I'm not sure it just left me that in a funny funny mood about it, yeah it that a great guy trying to him
1: that like bespoke manufacturing that 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 we have seen, you know, I mean, I mean, first of all, you're right. Like, you want to enter the watch market at way above, you know, maybe your what your what your uh, competitors are coming in at, as 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 to establish yourself. It's it's I get it because you have the we I, I and I'm going to take the the opposite argument. I think Christopher Ward has a problem because they are entered into the affordable market, and so they're trying to break out. And establish that you know, hey, we know what we're doing, and you know, we've got these new materials, and you know, we're making quality watches, et cetera, et cetera, and then sort of move up into a into that into a higher price point, which I think they deserve. But it's a it's a different it's a different uh, different situation from coming into the market where you're like, oh, we do all of our this like bespoke manufacturing. I feel like that ship sailed a while ago. I feel like China, Japan, uh, Germany, Switzerland... I mean, like, even some of the brands that aren't Swiss-made, like German-made. There's some German-made, independent brands that are doing, like, bespoke manufacturing.
0: Damasco. We've talked about them multiple times. Damasco are doing a very similar thing to what this gentleman's doing. He did say, once you see it, you'll really you'll capture it, but the watch itself is based on uh, uh, those dive watches that were affordable at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's created a luxury watch and gone to incredible, incredible, obviously, financial, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a financial outlay for himself to recreate this compressor crown. Mm. But I'm worried that people won't really care.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's kind of over-engineering and turning a utilitarian watch right now you could argue the polaris you know Jaeger culture polaris has a compressor that's about that price but it's mm-hmm. Jaeger culture with an right. house movement and
1: and establish right you know that that's going to be you know what that's going to be on the used market this isn't like this isn't right a one you know because they're brand new you know they have a little bit uh you know they certainly they'll they'll be out to prove it i mean 150 that's a good i mean it's a good starting number we'll see if they can they can sell them and get some some brand recognition but certainly i i uh i sort of agree with your take on the on the higher end um you know they, they're really they're really pushing for the luxury and they're also you know really pushing for that uh the fact that they like you know like you said did some special manufacturing to recreate it um i just uh yeah just uh, interesting not uh if it if it if it's totally the watch for you, cool. But um, interesting way to enter the market.
0: Yeah, totally. And you know, this is just my opinion on it. And I've invited Martin on the show. He said that he when he went to the London Watch Fair, or I think it was maybe it was the New York Watch Fair. Sorry, um, that he did get a, a number of pre-orders or certainly interested people. I just fear that he's created an. In- incredibly good looking watch mm. that anyone certainly collectors that we know on our website would be snapping his hand off for mm-hmm. two thousand dollars or less you can right. see that with the Aquadive watches yeah. that they've released yeah. so does it yeah. does for extra five thousand dollars do you and please leave us a comment in the comment section down below or over on the facebook group or over mm-hmm. on the discord would you pay five thousand dollars for a watch that is that looks like it's a $2000 watch but there's been v- incredibly well engineered mm-hmm. to the point where nobody else is going to know it other than you right the, yeah and it's, it's and and it doesn't need to be that over engineered it's not like it increases the the water resistance or there's any special movement work that's been done mm-hmm. or anything special mm-hmm. any special complication to do with the mm-hmm. watch
1: yeah, interesting.
0: Chris, for our next story, there's a bit of a tease that Tudor's been doing, haven't that's they? That's
1: right, that's right. So on YouTube, ID Guy, the industrial design guy on YouTube, has given us a, a look into what is quite possibly the next Tudor Mill sub, the next Tudor uh, MN, Marine Nationale and he's got a great video that we uh, linked on a Facebook group and and we'll put here and uh from what i understand uh Tudor has issued these watches to folks in the in the navy and so yeah so we are looking at uh so we're looking at there so so there's some like speculation as to uh, which version uh, that we're going to get and right off the bat, I just totally fell in love. I think this thing is, is amazing. And then, and then I started to like go a little bit more into it. So apparently the Marine National one is, is two lines. And it just says, uh, it says Pelagos. And then, and then I think the uh, depth rating on it. And then whereas the one that we're going to get, uh, the you know, consumer one is a four-line model that uh that has you know some different text so so i was like back and forth i was like just just give us what we want and we just want you know i would love a pelagos without the without all of the little text under it because in the beginning the the pelagos when it was black was originally just a two line there is some other talk on the solid lugs have you seen sam the solid lug on this
0: no i have not no
1: so they're going to do a bit no spring bar solid lug at least on the marine national version um so it it is it looks like nato strap only on this one so you can see in the back of the case that's that's just that is just metal (laughs) there is no you know there's no space it's i i think they might be able to put like some additional spring bar thing above for attaching something else but i don't even i don't know what the bracelet options are going to look like here so uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what we get uh this is the this is the officially you know officially uh licensed or not licensed but officially uh, uh given uh, out uh, released officially released to the the french navy so, uh yeah. you see the m n twenty one on the back
0: so for our audio listeners it's essentially a blue pelagos without the date and a much flatter mm-hmm uh, dial, it, mm-hmm. so the dial is is really compressed down. It hasn't got that three dimensional yep. look like a, a, a traditional Pilago has got, and I, it doesn't have the date either on it. And right. this one it has integrated lugs. Yeah, uh, and that's the, quite an interesting strap, isn't it? That they've got. Yeah,
1: on yeah, just like a that's like mega mega uh, military NATO style there <laughs> with the big old big old hook hooks and stuff on the back of it. it what else is interesting is they've added a bunch of lines to the bezel which I don't mind as a fan of the like Omega 300 with all the individual lines or like even the um, uh, what is it? The Sertina uh, that has the, that has the lines on it. Um, so they've got uh flatter dial. The other thing that I saw was a lot of folks are questioning the blue color. Like, like we were asking and once again, classic, tudor pelagos blue problem what it's going to look like in pictures is totally not what it's going to look like in person so i it seems like it's darker but i don't know so until we actually get our hands on one um it'll be uh it'll be up to that um
0: i love the look of it i mean i wish it had the date i mean i I wish it had the date at six o'clock or something like that i'm a huge fan of the and the way that the normal Pelagos put has the date, it's mm-hmm. it's not obtrusive at all. I think this this looks fantastic. I mean, do you think this all I know you've been you've been itchy trigger finger on
1: Yeah i've been I've been up and down I just i guess I have to know what the actual specs are because if it's like a twenty one mil if it's if it takes a weird size, I'm just gonna be like gonna be like ah, i'm so it looks amazing and then I'm gonna be disappointed so i I don't know it's it's one of these is this the 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 Tudor pelagos in general is definitely one of those ones where it's like for me it's been on my list for a while, and it's one of those watches that I love the look of. And then there's something in the back of your mind that's like, but if only, but if only, but if only, and was hoping for a another version. So here we have another version, and I'm back into the well. If only, so you know, we'll 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 have to get the full specs, and uh, and and then and then we'll get the hit or miss going.
0: Let's dive into our next story, and this was at, at Todd over on Discord sent us this one. And this was the record-breaking Omega. So this Omega sold for $3.4 million US dollars. It's one of the very early ones. And I think from what I was reading, that they said that it's just the way it's patinaed is right. so gorgeous. I and mean, Did yeah. you look into this one?
1: I did. it. I was stunned that it, like, I thought this was one of the, uh, lighter color ones and then I read and I'm like oh no this was this was black this was put onto the world with a black dial and what's interesting to me about this is the love of patina dial watches I think is not gone although yeah, it's incredible I, you know, that
0: isn't it do you think it's because I wonder why that is. It's because, I guess, when you're at that level that you can afford these watches, that yeah. you look for anything that is unique. I mean, this right. would be impossible to re- It wouldn't be impossible right. to reproduce, but you couldn't.
1: Never figure out if you were going to get that color, and then I mean, it's the you know, and and it's the pre, so it's the like. Uh, It's the older style loom. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was the tritium based loom or or a you know not not any of the modern looms out there that won't won't turn that uh, that sort of chocolatey color or that darker darker vanilla color. Um, Yeah, I I'm gonna make an analogy here, and uh, it's it has to do with beer. So stay with me. So I'm not an IPA drinker. And I, I just I just don't enjoy the enjoy the taste and uh it's kinda too much, too hoppy. That's fine. I know people love it. I got some friends, you know, love the IPA. For me also, India pale ale means that they loaded it up with a bunch of hops so that it could survive the trip to India. So the only reason why the beer tastes like that is so that it was antibacterial and that the beer would actually not spoil on its way to India. So it's a very like the reason it is given you know and the old radium loom and the old stuff like that i mean while i think some of it some of it looks okay but but the like to make a modern watch look like the old radium loom i, I just it loses its it loses its magic in the same way for me yeah
0: a hundred percent and and we should just say this for our audio listeners we're looking at uh, an original Omega Speedmaster. If you've seen an Ed White, it's, it's similar to that one, but mm-hmm. the black dial has gone... They're calling it Dijon mustard tone, but essentially it's gone a beautiful brown, and it sold for 3.4 million. Yeah. Now, um, it just goes to show that, boy, if they ever found that, you know, that Speedmaster, that one of...
1: Buzz Aldrin's. Yeah, Buzz Aldrin's one. If they ever there, found Buzz
0: yeah. Aldrin's one, I mean... The one that actually went to space, that went missing on its way back to on its way to the Smithsonian, got lost in the post. You'd be looking at uh, yeah, that would break. That would
1: break every. That that's like the Mona Lisa of of watches, right there. Like that's that would be what that would be like. Money is no object. Amount of money, it just you know, (laughs) it'd be crazy.
0: Yeah, the final story here is another. We did Christopher War for hit or miss, but we couldn't not mention this just incredible, uh, they went all out on this this Christopher Ward concept watch that they've made.
1: My reaction to this when I saw it was, oh, like my first reaction was, oh, skeletonized, okay, cool. I'm not a fan of skeletonized watches. I know a lot of people are not a fan of skeletonized watches. It's fine, some people like them, some people don't. I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And then I noticed in the background the two barrels and so, Sam, if you see, the, see the, the barrel at the top barrel on the left-hand side there, and that was kind of a giveaway to be like, what's happening here? And so, uh, this is, I think, in many ways, uh, Christopher Ward's way of saying, you know, hey, hey, uh, you know that budget Swiss watch brand? Yeah, we can also do this. Um, this is a caliber SH-21 automatic movement. And they went and gave an especially high-end treatment. So the movement has been expertly skeletonized by three of Switzerland's top watchmaking outfits. And so Armin Strom manufactured the movement's ski slope bridges. Chronode hand polished the chamfered edges of the movement for more than six hours under a microscope, and. Uh, Xenoprint created the unique 3D loomed triangle that's made of like the special globe light XP at the 12 o'clock. So this is some serious orological business right here.
0: It's, it's, in, it's absolutely incredible. Now, if we, you know, I was sort of point saying to, about that Sherpa watch being close to $7,000. I mean, this is incredible and it's $4,370 uh, you're getting yeah. a, a, just a unique concept piece I would you know, yeah. I think with the date I'd love it if it had a date and honestly I don't think this blue and orange straps really doing anything for it I think they should I know this is their style but I think they could They it would eh. look better on a different strap and I maybe. believe it's titanium yeah, is it yeah um, the actual case is titanium I'm not sure the yes, yeah, so the the case is brushed and polished titanium. Okay, great, great two titanium, Cosc, Yeah, uh, Cosk certified as well.
1: Yeah, to put this into perspective, so uh, the new um BR fives, the new sports watch from Bell and Ross that they skeletonized, um, those are in the six thousand dollar range. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that they're doing this level of finishing on it really cool
0: yeah it's just it's just an incredible this was something that actually if you listen to that interview i did with mike where we talked about the tide watch he teased this in fact he might have it might not have even made it on the cut. he might have asked me to remove it but at the time he he was teasing this watch, oh, really? saying that it was going to be this was there just all out they were going on this watch and they yeah. really have it. i mean it's, yeah. it's incredible
1: yeah I I think this is I think this is a great uh, you know I, I like to see this you know this is this is that level of you know watchmaking that that I think for us collectors is maybe you know is, is you know it's over the top and if you like it you like it and if you don't you know skeletonized like I said not not totally a fan but it's great to see them move into a space where the big brands do this all the time. So Omega does this all the time. Uh, you know, Tudor's got stuff. I mean, you know, it, it, this this super specialized watchmaking. Um, I mean, all of the high horology brands do it. But even like IWC, um, Cartier, et cetera. I mean, they will have pieces like this, you know, where they just go all out and do a special like this is what we can do with watchmaking um it's it's great to see
0: yes it's absolutely incredible if i can get mike on to come and talk about it i, I definitely will do and also i'll try and get a review copy of that colchester watch this with the and we can see what the case is actually like well guys as always we really appreciate you listening and watching check us out on that discord if you use discord check us out on facebook like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed this We always love your comments, so leave those in the comment section down below. And we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye.